Oh my god, oh my god, I actually feel really nervous. I don't even remember when was the last time I did my broadcast. Since I finished my 30 days broadcast, I did not continue. The reason that is because we were in China. And I actually bought my microphone in China and I thought I'm going to do the broadcasting, but somehow I just didn't do it. I mean, we know why we didn't do it, right? So Tyler is here with us today again. Hello, hello. Why didn't we do the podcast in China? It was really interesting. We actually went back to my hometown, Hefei, and I bought my microphone. But I feel this sense of um, energy that I was being watched. Mm. You know, people could say you're very paranoid. Maybe I am, but oh, maybe I was born in China. So I have these feelings in my own space and my own energy field that I don't feel I have a freedom of speech. Mm. Do you so, want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I, f- I feel like, so we got back to London world now, like for four days now, and it was really intense the last two weeks. Yeah, it was absolutely mental. Just to run you guys through everything that happened, we landed on like the 20th, 21st, something like that, right when the, the first news of the coronavirus had slipped out. And we didn't think much of it when we arrived. It's like, okay, yeah, just some kind of outbreak, some kind of virus, no big deal. Um, and as the week went on, things got progressively, they spiraled out of control. You know, like the first morning we woke up, we went swim in the heated pool, um, went to the jacuzzi, like everything was open, everything was vibrant, the Chinese New Year was upon us, and we were all like ready to celebrate. But then as this news of the, the virus spread, things started to shut down, like the pool shut down, the gym shut down, all the restaurants shut down, and... Yeah, how did it feel to be in your hometown and to be, be completely empty? I think before um, we went back, I, I was a little bit worried about some old patterns will come up, right? Because that's the space I grew up until age 16. And what was really interesting was, I thought it be like a family, maybe we can be a bit exhausted with a family, spending lots of time with them, but luckily we were living in a hotel. But I really didn't expect all of this stuff happen in that short amount of time. You know, so it was a uh, really shocking for me, especially when I was in China. What I felt, the first impression in my hometown was that, oh my God, it's really, really polluted. And my father is actually quite proud telling me, you know, how her face being built. Just for anyone who doesn't really know much about China, her face is actually a capital of a province that is not the richest. Okay, so we are talking about a third tier city. When I was young, we had this beautiful weather. I used to play out a lot. But this time when I went back, it was really gray and polluted. And it was all dark. And I remember the, the moment I arrived in the airport, I started coughing a lot. Mm. It would feel like lots of itchiness in my throat and nose. So my father feels really proud that how it's been developed. All these big, tall buildings. I have no idea where all these buildings come from. Last time I went, it was two years ago. We have some really tall buildings already, but this time it's like another city, you know, in two years. Mm. That, and I feel very different energetically this time going back. I guess two years ago, I was not in the level of consciousness I'm in today. So I wasn't seeing enough. And I guess it helps that I went back with you together. And I'm seeing this from a different consciousness. That I feel... I feel sad. Hmm. 
I feel my hometown is quite fucked in terms of the pollution, and you know most people are focusing on buying the properties, building more lands, you know buying more lands and building the properties, and building more and more assets. But what they don't realize is that in the environment is really damaged. The end of the day, you know, one earthquake, one tsunami, you know, all these virus things can wipe it all in some ways. So I feel really sad that I see how I actually unconscious people are, and that really hurt me、mm. a lot. And I remember for the the time I was in China, I felt a lot of pain in my body. I was feeling all this pain, and I also felt really unsafe in my core. Even now, talk about it, it making me feel a bit sensitive. You know, as a Chinese, I'm not Chinese now, like in terms of citizenship. But I was Chinese. I was born in China. So, if I look at the whole culture, like in the 1960s, we had revolutions. We are communism countries, and now it's more developed. But this time, I went back. I actually feel there's a shift in energy that everything's become more tightened up. That I couldn't even get onto WhatsApp, right? And I feel like it's just really, it just get this vibe that is really tightly controlled these days. And that's not your imagination. That's that's fact. In September of two thousand nineteen, they put a new ban on on like all VPNs and so many new restrictions to prevent access to the Western world. Before I went back, I was working on my voice. So I was really grateful. I did thirty days broadcast. I found the loss of my voice, and in that period of time in China, even I bring my microphone, I couldn't, I couldn't speak because I constantly feel this energy of being watched. Probably there's nobody was really watching us, but I think there's energy for me in the space that I just don't feel safe to have this freedom of speech, and. Now I'm looking back in my own life. I'm not. How do I say this? I cannot feel like it's not just my mother and father that they don't like me to express myself freely. It's the whole culture of China,、mm. the environment I actually grew up in, right? Because the government was much in control of many many things, and if you say certain things wrong, your family can be fucked, really, and. Yeah, so so I realize it's not just my parents. It's the whole culture. It's the whole culture where I grew up from generations, that nobody really said the truth. How could they? They scared.、Hmm. You know, it, like this virus things that you know what we heard, that is actually because it's being um not talked about it, and then that's why it's got really serious. I don't know what is the truth or not. But I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case because I do thinking, as a culture goes, there's a tendency of hiding things、right. to well, pretend is to be okay. Well, and as an example, maybe this time is different. But with SARS that broke out years ago,、uh, when the World Health Organization arrived to inspect the conditions and what was happening,、um, they later found out that the, the Chinese government was. Putting sick people in buses and driving them around from hospital to hospital to to conceal the actual number of cases that had the outbreak or that had the virus. So it's not far fetched to think that maybe there's some misinformation going on in this in this circumstance as well. 
Yes, actually, really sense to talk about this. It so I, I may not go into too much about the government at this moment, but what I want to talk about is that I feel this time this trip is actually come as a very big shock to me. I think few things what I felt was, you know, we we arrived after a couple of days spending with time with family, and then suddenly this virus just got really big, and everywhere started shutting down, and the whole city was literally dead, right? It's really a weird feeling, because the city is so dusty, so polluted, and everywhere is really gray, you know, even the sun's out is still really gray, and you have all these tall, big buildings that all look pretty much the same, there's no personality in them, and it's like, everywhere is like essential, you don't even know where's the central point, and then overnight nobody come onto the street so you really feel like a city had been left alone which is dead it's really weird creepy feeling for me it felt like the end of the world and it does it felt like humanity suddenly disappeared it was really strange like there was all of the chinese new year decorations everywhere all the red ribbons and lanterns and everything all over the streets um but then all of the shops were locked up locked up tight and there was nobody out and you know, not just the big buildings, but there's also also the buildings that were halfway completed. So it was almost like humanity pushed the pause button, everybody disappeared, and then there's like this like this weird heaviness in the air, like the fog and the pollution, everything was just it just felt so so heavy. Yeah. Even right now, talk about it, it feels really heavy. Certainly, yeah, the energy shift. Mm. And. And it's really sad for me because that is my hometown, you know, where I grew up. And when I was young, I loved to go outside, go to parks and to go to the mountains and play with animals and insects, all sorts. But now I look at my hometown, it's really polluted and it's really, really hurt me. And there's no animals. And people are have lots of lung problems and disease and pretty much unhappy as well. Yeah, I think actually the quality of life is a lot lower, even though the country, the city has more money than before. But I do feel from my space that the quality of life has gone down. You know, my friends, they have BMW car, they have some money, but, but I feel this deep unfulfilled energy within themselves, right? We can say this is happening everywhere, but I think particularly we feel very strongly in my hometown. Mm. Um, yeah, it's really sad because, you know, when we look at the pollutions, it's like really unhealthy, right? We talk about what, 223 in number, which is like really dark red. And where we're living now in London, which is what, 23 or something like that. Mm. So it's really crazy that how big the difference are and you don't even see blue skies anymore in my hometown and I think my family that they kind of just used to it now and I guess they're also in denial because what can they do about it and it's also you know it's like a gradual thing for them they wake up every day over the course of 20 30 40 years it's not like they suddenly visit and things completely change overnight yeah so I think this virus things um, made us have to leave the city early. Mm. So we, we actually took an emergency flight back to London because we were worried that um, the flight would be locked down, which is really good that you actually made that decision to come back. I guess it took us a few days to really feel the space. And 
in the beginning, I actually felt was that was a really heavy trip, and it caused lots of pain in my body.、Mm. But after we had some time to digest in the space, I I actually start asking myself some questions here. I guess maybe it's because my hometown is really damaged, and I suddenly had this wake up call. You know, I. I've been on this spirituality journey for a while now, and I kind of reached a point in my life a few months ago as well that I really want to focus in on my own happiness and fulfillment, which is great, which I which I am still doing. But I remember Santa would talk about the environment. I said to you, I don't really care as much.、Um, it's because I wasn't really aware of what is really going on in the space, and I thought as long as I'm happy, you know, I'm doing things good, that's enough. I just have to take care of me and my family. But this time, I look at the situation. I feel like it's not up to me anymore. You know, my point is that if we don't make a change, that part of the pollution is going to come to where I am living. That part of the plastic is going to come to where I am living. I'm not separate from the world. Like, what am I supposed to run into? Another thing is that I'm. I have to be really calm to be honest with myself that our planet is pretty fucked right now, and it's really sad to say this because you know Amazon was burning, Australia, earthquake, plastic, global warming, pollution. The environment is really, 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 really damaged. It's kind of reaching to a point that we can't just deny this anymore. Right. It's it's here. It's it's over. It's especially stronger why I went back to my hometown where I actually grew up to see that people actually living in extreme unhealthy conditions of the pollution. Then it's causing them lung problems. And then you also he start hear story like. A friend of my hus my friend husband, would actually he was only thirty two. He's gone to hospital and he start have these problems that normally very old people have. Or you you hear another story which is my friend's, you know, husband brother. He was like twenties. He just suddenly died from cancer. You start to hear all these young people are dying from all sort of disease, lung cancers, this cancer, this problem, that problems. That is actually. You know, in some ways, I'm sort of thinking as a direct connect to the Mother Earth because our Mother Earth is really, really sad now that it's really damaged and polluted and is suffering,、mm. and then the people are also suffering, and especially my favorite koala. It's a very big thing for me because I always want to go to Australia to see koala. That was my dream to go to Australia to see koala, and I've been seeing a lot of burning pictures of koala recently, and actually it's really hurting me because that was like my dream to go to see koala. And I can't help it, but started to asking myself, what's gonna happen to our child? Let's forget about us. We're thirty something now. What what's gonna happen to our own child on this earth? Yeah, that's a big motivating factor. You know, when we started tapping into the space of like. You know, like like you're saying, you know, we're thirty two. Thirty years from now, the planet's going to be radically different, and it can be radically better and improved, or it can be radically worse, and even more suffering and pain. 
and the trajectory we're on right now, of course, is heading towards more pain and suffering, more overdevelopment, and more abuse of the planet. So something has to give. And yeah, when we start thinking about you know our unborn child, not that we're pregnant, just clear the air, but we energetically have feeling the child coming into our space. And it begins to shift something in my mind, you know, rather than just me thinking about my family, but it's like, well, what about my child? And of course you want your, ch- your child to have a good life, like in every way that I, that I can possibly provide, like by being a good father and financially and like creating a, a happy, healthy home. But it, the child doesn't just grow up in the home. The child also has the whole world, right? And the whole world suddenly becomes a responsibility even more so now that I'm feeling the space of becoming a, a parent, right? <clears throat> so it's, it's, it's like this, uh, this wake-up call. And for me, China was this massive wake-up call. Like, I, I've known there's a problem, of course, and the plants in crisis, but you always kind of think about it, it's like an over-there kind of thing, right? It's an over-there thing. But then, yeah, going to your hometown was really, really painful to see all the pollution and all the destruction and just like this mass expansion, the expansion. I, I had never seen so much expansion, like literally every two minutes on the highway, there was a new cluster of mega buildings, like 30 plus stories high that are just anonymous buildings with, like you were saying, no design, just like very generic. And there's like literally hundreds of cranes just building more and more and more and more and more and more and more. And our planet's already like at a breaking point. So it's like, at what point is it gonna break? And can we stop this from happening? And this to me was the big call to action, like to actually step into this even more, to step into this brand even more and the voice and the mission. What people say was, I think that you, you told me some, some scientists said we actually have 10 years left to reverse the climate change, otherwise it's too late. Hmm. Yeah, there's different statistics and um, I don't know the exact numbers, but there's something to the effect of if our planet's base temperature rises by another like 1.5 degrees or 2.2 degrees Celsius, something like that, what happens is it becomes so warm that the ice melts at an increasing rate. And when the ice melts at an increasing rate, what happens is there's so much carbon dioxide trapped in the ice. So when the ice melts, the CO2 is released into the atmosphere. And when it's released into the atmosphere, it even accelerates the the warming of the planet even more. So it becomes like a runaway train. And that's the biggest, that's the biggest concern with scientists now is that we're going to reach this point of no return where once we hit this point, there's going to be nothing that can be done to actually cool the planet back down and reverse the situation. And that's, that's what they talk about this. Like there's some people say 10 years, some people say we've already passed it. Some people say 50 years, 20 years, like there's different numbers. But I believe the one that they're most settled on is 10. And it's quite startling, right? And so we have to act really, really fast. So what comes up then on the best way to act fast? Yeah, so I think that's why this this is, you know, a really shocking for us. Especially I was processing this this few days. I feel lots of pain all of this, but I also feel gratitude mm. you know I, I was really grateful i was in china at you know this really interesting special extreme period which is seeing the pollutions seeing the old patterns 
seen the ground uh, what do you call this virus corona coronavirus and it's like a wake-up call to me i suddenly feel like this awakening inside of me i just feel like i can't keep ignore the fact that is there's something need to be done before i feel like there'll be other people doing this there'll be other people doing it and they don't need me then i started to realize oh it's not every it's not many people doing it right there's still so many business which is being run really not efficient and not ethical there's still so many business that is focusing on money only and not focusing on the environment impact and i i was innocent thinking oh other people are doing it there are but it's not enough and i guess there was also this self-doubt within myself that i was not able to be the leader right because you know my own ego my own past or my own history that i feel like i was not enough to change the world i always wanted to make a difference in the world but i was have this missing past i was not sure where do i really go from here sometimes and then what i started to realize was that I'm quite awakened as a being. I have a lot of consciousness. When I went back to China, I used to be this child who, you know, I had a quite extreme childhood, which I was very separated from my family. I was kind of grew up by myself. That also provided me a space on observing people's behavior because I didn't have a parents next to me. So I, I trained to observing people's behaviors and everything. I always had this thinking that why people are making everything so complicated around me. You know, my mother was a gold digger and I would observing her to manipulating people and doing all sorts of stuff. But I always ask myself this question, why, why people, why adults making everything so complicated? And I went to dancing school. I also found myself very excluded from lots of people. I was just so different and some part of me i just don't understand them like why are they making things so complicated or why are they get together gossiping or bitching about one particular person it was like really hard for me to understand and there's something about me i like to be on my own quite a bit but obviously my ego always tell me that i shouldn't be on my own right mm. because i needed to be with other people otherwise i'm not likable i guess i was feeling very excluded as a child so my whole life was trying to merge in with other people until this time i went back to china i seen that oh actually my life is pretty awesome right now you know compared to people i know i'm not trying to make their life sound shit but i'm just saying like i feel my life is really awesome and i realized that I was not meant to, to fit in. Mm-hmm. I have this level of consciousness in me since I was very young. That's why I couldn't merge with other people sometimes. And my own, you know, wound, lack of confidence within myself really wanted to merge with people. That was actually what stopped me growing. You know, this one um, YouTube celebrity, I'm not going to disclose the name, that few years ago when I first talked to him, I feel like there was something really weird about his energy. 
and we were meant to do some collaboration. I didn't go ahead with it. And then there was uh, I just come across one of his article recently about certain thing he did was really out of integrity. The reason I bring this up now is because I realize that I have this and I have this ability within myself to read people's energy. I can sense something's off about someone's, but because my own distrust within myself, and sometimes I look at all these people who look like successful, who make themselves look like successful, that they trick me not you know, not in a bad way what I'm saying is that this energy they, they trick me is that I feel like they have a lot more to offer they're so much better than me mm. because they they're this and then I feel this disconnect to this energy because I actually don't agree with certain things they do but because they're successful on the paper I feel like I have to sell part of my soul and compromising part of my soul so to be successful, because the world is showing me on paper, these people are more wealthy, more successful, more follower. I'm here. I only have like 30 followers on my YouTube. And I feel like I need to compromise in my soul so I can be successful. Until this time I, I went back, I realized into my core that the reason I'm excluded is because I'm not supposed to merge. The reason I'm excluded is because I'm supposed to lead and my soul has the power, but I didn't see my soul because my ego was in the space to tell me how not enough I am. And I guess this is another wake up call for me, even though before I wanted to make a difference. But I but I feel I couldn't because I asked myself, who am I? Why am I doing it? Why are other people not doing it? It's because I feel I couldn't. And a part of you felt wrong too. Yeah, we talked about that. I was just adding that in. Um, yeah, it's really, really powerful what you just shared. And I'm so grateful to be with you and to witness your power emerging feels really good and alive and you're such a beautiful soul so incredible yeah and baby you're meant to lead and you're not meant to fit in I share similar things I just never really fit in with people never had a lot of friends myself it all makes more sense now on this side yeah so what emerged the most? What emerged from this, from all of this, from China, and what do you see yourself going next? I think the idea is still shaping at the moment, and what I'm feeling right now is that I wanted to create a really, really ethical business. I don't know exactly what that means yet by bullet point, but I, I mean, it actually means that I wanted to do good for the world mm. and my main focus is not making money and money the abundance yes of course you need to be in the space because i also thinking the reason that spirituality sometimes is not going into the mainstream is because there's a limited belief in the spiritual world that we shouldn't making money on spiritualities i remember there was one woman we met uh, as a shop owner in notting hill i taught her that 
I, we are trying to find a way to merge spirituality and business. And she says, I believe that a spirituality should not be making money on. But my perspective on this is that it's because of this limited belief. That's why we can't bring the spirituality into the mainstream. Mm. And I want to break that. I believe that spirituality, abundance, business is uh, all linked, connected. What is, what is money anyway? Money is energy. But in the spiritual world, people actually make you feel guilty by thinking about money. Is that really their true self or is it actually their ego? of their own self, right? So I think this is something I really want to break, which is right. really, really impacting me. And I remember when she said that, you actually told me that you agree with her. And I was observing that space. I remember that we, that you actually said that. And I was observing this, this for a while. I'm like, I don't agree with her, but I guess I wasn't, that was only like two, three months ago. But I feel like I wasn't trusting myself enough back then to say to her, I don't agree with you. I didn't say that to her because of I was being intimidated by her energy back then. Mm. Uh, but I guess now I I realize actually I'm I'm right about myself. I'm not here to speaking for everyone. I'm here for speaking for myself. I'm right about myself, and I know what I want. I know I trust in myself for my own soul to make the decision for me, and I have a voice that. You know, I'm actually really impressed with myself that how I felt about this energy person two years ago that I was right about it, right? How I feel he was inauthentic with the way he approaching things. So yeah, it's really, really interesting. It sounds quite entangled right now. Mm. It's because it is entangled. Something I'd like to touch on with the spirituality and brokenness is a fascinating thing that I just, I just love is, is the polarity. Everything's polarity and duality. And... So long as the spiritually, the spiritual people are broke, the spiritually broke people will be rich. And it's all polarity. The polarity always has to balance. Like in a relationship, if the man gets more feminine, the woman gets more masculine. If the woman gets more masculine, the man gets more feminine. There's always this balance of the polarity that, that has to happen in nature. And so, so long as the spiritual world, the conscious world, the people that have the awareness of what's happening in the planet so long as they have this idea that money is bad and they shouldn't make money and they shouldn't celebrate abundance with wealth so long as they have this then the corrupt the people with no with no mindfulness with no consciousness with no care all they have is greed they're going to remain rich but if we can make that shift we can become highly conscious in the pursuit of fortune and it's not pursuit of fortune for our own egoic self to live on a super yacht and have 400 houses but it's the idea that if we as consumers and we as businesses can become awakened and conscious and want to make money and profit driving not just profit driving but also want profit we can use that and make so much more impact with our voice right what what impact does a completely broke person have on the streets if they're enlightened like a like, like a monk meditating what impact does he have on the world really i think that what i believe is you know if we if we can't taking care of our own self 
like our physical 3D self, we're gonna be suffering, and our family suffering. Like we're starving, we don't have money. How how am I supposed to, to have the love and space to contribute? And so this is what I wanted to do. Is I wanted to, and there's nothing wrong. Wanted to have abundance, and I think. I think whoever said that people who does good for this world, they shouldn't think about making money. And I think that is actually their own limited belief. But somehow that belief is is very strongly in the space for Mm. spiritual people. For some spiritual people, I'm not speaking for everybody. So I'm here thinking, how can I change the world? And one thing I've been thinking about uh, this few days is I want to change business. Because what I believe is that I don't believe in that set up lots of lots of charities because that's still based on people giving. What I think is actually very important is business because, you know, as a consumer, I wanted to be more mindful with plastic and everything. But the problem is that when I'm going to buying things, which I needed to buy things because otherwise how am I supposed to leave? That I didn't, I was not offered by enough choices, and I think by creating more ethical business, which is really benefiting the environment, and if we, if this type of business is doing well and dominating the market, it will force other business to change, as well. And I think that give the consumers the options to make a difference, and also the consumer need to be educated, right? So consumer, including myself, I'm also a consumer myself. But I wasn't really aware of what is actually happening on the planet because we don't see that part of the world in a developed country and in London. I don't see the problem as much mm. because it's quite far away from me, but it's actually here. So I think it's very important that we do educating people. Why should it be there so much, so many marketing? educations which is out there that is actually lying to people which is i talk about redbull redbull have advertising like redbulls give you energy how about gives you wings give you wings i know it talks about give you energy but what they don't talk about is the amount of sugar is content in this can actually causing people diabetes and cancer and people don't see this part of the story it's because mark because business they don't spend any money to educating you um, sugar uh, other stuff which is really bad for you and it's not enough charity have enough money to do that either so I feel like it's actually up to business to change the world so for example if we actually when we're making our products and we're really focusing on why the way we're sourcing the products is very, very important for the environment and how these ingredients actually impacting you. And by us also cut off all as many middle, middle, middle minds possible, how we actually save energy and efficiency as well. So I think we should really talk about all of this stuff. And I think people don't see this because most people, including myself my, in my past, as a business person, we were so much focusing on making the money rather than making the impact. And the reason that is, I was in my surviving mode. I don't have a space to think about making a difference in the world. And the truth being said that I cannot give love and compassion to this world and think about making the impact to the world when I didn't have it for myself. I don't even know where that love and compassion come from when I'm actually just suffering myself. So... 
how I run the business before was actually focusing on making money because I'm I was so empty within myself. I needed the money and success to fulfill my deep hole. But obviously, after all these years of work I did within myself, I finally come to a space that I'm loving myself. So I don't need external validations to proving myself. This is why now I have a space to actually want to change. This is actually coming from the love I have for the world. Now it's coming from the love I have for myself. So another point I want to raise on changing the world is how can I helping people to love themselves? Because when they before they love themselves, they don't have a space. If they just keep operating in a surviving mode, they don't have a space to think about environment. Mm. That's the last thing they can think about. Or thinking about ethical. So I feel like my voice and my story could actually helping people to see that even though if you're making money because you didn't do good for the humanities and environment, you're actually going to end up suffering. I love what Kelsey said. In today's world, the new business need to be win, win, win. Win for me, win for the consumer, win for the world. But brands like Coca-Cola or certain type of brands, they are called win, lose, lose. They're winning by making profit, but they're loose by damaging people's life. They're losing by produce all this plastic into the world. And I tell you what, these people, whoever making this company, yeah, they can pretend they're on a private jet, all of that stuff. But in truth to be said, how many people really in business world are happy and fulfilled? And you know what? By doing stuff like that, by doing the stuff that they know they're damaging people unconsciously, you think they're not sacrificing? We're all connected. People are sell their own soul, you know, for this stuff. And I think for me, I'm not perfect. I'm not Jesus. I'm not God. And I'm never going to be claiming I'm perfect. But what I do have now is I actually have the love for myself that I have integrity. So I'm going to do the best I know how to make the difference. So yeah, so that's how I feel. I, f- I feel like this is what, what I'm going to do. I don't know exactly the details. All I know is that I wanted to use our current business as an example. How can we run the business from a good space, creating win-win, win for ourselves. We're going to have full abundance and beautiful brands and money and win for the customer because customer is going to take the most beautiful, cleanest products and also really, really ethical. And they really can trust in the products because we're going to be really honest and transparent. And win for the environment, which is really ethical for the environment and making a difference to this world. This is what I wanted to do. I don't know the details, but I know that my, my heart is pure, my soul is pure, and I'm going to do my best to do it you know I'm not gonna be perfect but if anyone attacking me in the future says oh my god you could done better yes I could have done better maybe in many many ways 
And I'm actually preparing for the criticism because now I'm claiming myself to do all this beautiful, legendary stuff. And you know, that's part of my ego is like, oh my God, you're gonna be really criticizing by people. Yes, I will be criticizing by people. And that's okay. At least I'm fucking doing something about it. You know, at least I'm not sitting here complaining, says, oh, look at what's happening to the world, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm actually standing up and doing something about it. How about you? Like, if you have the space to criticizing me, that why don't you do something about it yourself, right? I know it sounds quite scary what I just talked about it, but I'm actually, I'm preparing my own soul for this, that I'm actually going to do something about it, you know? It's better than someone never doing anything about it and all they do is just complaining and criticizing about other people. That's really bad. Uh, and I've been listening to Martin Luther King's today and, and I was watching this man, I was thinking, oh God, he's really good. It's just because he had a really good belief. It's not because he's really good at marketing or, or because he's really good at particular type of speech. I really think it's because he has a dream, a, a real dream, he has a belief. And because of that, that vibrations, I really attracted people to help him and to follow him. You know, after over 50 years now, people still remember him. Mm. And I believe we need more of this voice. And I am that voice. You know, I'm here to share my voice with people today. And and also, I also realized that there's so many thought leaders in this world, they got murdered as well so I'm also preparing myself for this at the moment I know it sounds crazy people thinking what the fuck is going on with you to think about all of this I'm telling you sometimes people don't want to speak up especially from an environment like me where I grew up it's because we have a fear that we get killed for this and I'm here like if I get killed I get killed That's it. If the if the God, the universe tell me I need to die, I will die. Because maybe my death will actually awaken more people in this world. And I cannot sit here any longer just watching everything just going down to a shithole that is so... Our planet is so suffering. And people still chasing money. Only chasing money. And all this building they build, they don't realize that an earthquake can wipe it all, a tsunami can wipe it all. They don't realize that with all this money they have in their bank, they may don't have oxygen to survive on. And yeah, so I actually needed to come terms with that. Maybe I will get killed if I going up and speaking my voice more and more. And this is my deepest fear. To be frank, my deepest fear is sharing my voice that I may offend some people, some government, some sorts of people that I may get killed. My family may get killed. What is death anyway? Maybe maybe if I get killed, it actually also means from the universe that my soul is free because I actually fulfilled my missions in this world. I fulfilled my mission, I shared my voice. Because if I look at Martin Luther King, he got murdered, but his speech, his legacy has influenced millions and millions of people in, the, in this 50 
continuously influencing, and maybe he fulfilled his mission. That was his mission, you know. And his soul is free. If that is what takes, that is what takes. And I have to actually mentally prepare myself for this. And I'm preparing for my for this. Yeah, that's how I feel. Wow. There's a lot of passion and power in what you just shared. I don't have much to add to that. I really support you, you know, always, and I believe in your voice. And if not you, then who? And if not now, then when? Right. And it's time. It's time for you to stand up. It's time for me to stand up. It's time for you, as the listeners, to stand up. Um, I was actually just talking about this very thing today in my video. Like each and every one of us has a voice inside of us. Each and every one of us has the potential to become Martin Luther King. There's that calling inside of us that we can choose to listen to or we can choose to ignore. And the choice to ignore is becoming increasingly impossible with everything that's happening in the world. And it's time to overthrow the old paradigm. And that's it. And I think it's really beautiful that I finally feel I'm ready. I no longer feel like I'm helping Tyler. This is Tyler's business. I no longer feel like I'm doing this business just for money. And it's really interesting because when I feel this mission and passion within myself, I don't even call passion anymore. It's like I have to, you know, that feelings. I'm gonna. Die. I feel this feeling that I'm. I'm willing to die for this. This is how I feel truly. Hmm. And when I have this kind of feelings, I feel less of fear. I don't really feel much fear anymore. I guess it's because I'm doing something from my soul level. It's not from an ego space, you know. I'm not doing this to get validations from people, and I don't give a shit if you agree with me or not. To be frank, I actually walked away from many people recently, that who are on different paths with me. I'm not making them wrong for who they are because we're all different, but sometimes it's about letting go of people that is not. Align with your highest purpose. I had to let go of people who wanted to change me, to become someone they'd prefer, and I got no time for that shit. It's, I actually got no time for that shit. I got a fucking planet. I needed to think about how to change and help. I don't know how much I can get down in my lifetime. Don't even know how long I will live. But I'm gonna try. You know,、mm. I'm just gonna try. I'm gonna do my best. And secondly, is what a gift. Back to China with all this stuff in the space with all this virus. What a gift. Before I went back to China, I was still a bit floating. I was doing my broadcasting. I was backwards, forwards because I was selfish. I was only thinking about myself. I thinking that. 
oh, as long as Taylor built us this beautiful business, we have a house, we have this, then it's great. It's you enough. can live in Hawaii or California. Mm-hmm. I just live in my love bubble. But now I'm like, great. I, I can't actually live in my, my, my bubble anymore because that pollution is going to flow to my bubble. Right? And also I feel a calling. And this calling is like, a wake-up call from the universe, I certainly feel this awaken within myself. Mm. I feel this is what I mean to do. Mm. And you just feel it on your cell level. And it's not because I'm here to help Tyler or here to make this business. I'm here to do what I mean to do, which is I have a voice. And I'm going to share my voice. And it's crazy, I tell you what. If if it's a truth that actually as a spiritual child, we choose our own parents and our own life experiences to overcome something so we can use this gift to help the world, I would say I actually choose a really hard one because I grew up in a communism country. I grew up in an environment I didn't have a voice. I grew up with a traditional family that we were not allowed to talk shit about anything. I grew up in an environment that I had a very strong mother to shut me off. So I would say, you know what, my my spiritual child, my soul has choose a really big task for myself. But I'm also very proud to say today, I'm 32 years old. I finally feel I found my voice. Because I guess I I just feel it on my own soul level. And two years ago, I really wanted to do YouTube, which I did some already. And it didn't continue. And I was talking to Tyler yesterday that I feel like it was perfect for me. Because now, if two years ago, I actually continued doing my YouTube by forcing the energy... Instead of I actually feel this full alignment, which is what I'm feeling now, that I have to force myself or sacrifice myself. Even just a few months ago, I was like, I maybe I should lose all my money so I can feel this fear, so I can go into a surviving mode, so I can make the business. If I actually did that, that was just exactly what I did with my ego space in the past. Mm. That is my not my highest calling. And if I was successful two years ago for my YouTube, I wouldn't be prepared for that. Because my ego would actually whip me open. Hmm. I wasn't having enough self-love to do the things I'm supposed to do. And it would hit me. And also I probably would be suffering even more because I may have lots of followers. And some follower, of course, we wouldn't focusing on the follower loves us. We were focusing on the follower who hates us. I probably would have lots of followers tell me that how bad I was or how or threatening me, all sorts, right? I think I was not ready for that. And now I think I'm ready. Because I'm not doing it for validations. I'm not doing it from ecocentric place. I'm doing it because I believe this is what I mean to do. I'm doing it because I feel it in my soul. And it feels very different. It's really, really beautiful gift. And sometimes you don't even know where your gift comes from. Just a few weeks ago, I was asking the universe, please tell me what is my purpose in this life. 
I, I was searching, searching, and searching for very long time, but things were just not clicking for me. This is always something odd of the things I was doing. I didn't know that going back to China would have this kind of impact on me. That I actually feel like I found my purpose, which is using my business skills, my specialities, my mindset to actually make a difference in the business world. Imagine if every business start to become really ethical. What happened to the world? Yeah. I feel complete. That was really powerful. And I feel your fire, and I love it. And have you felt this from me before? You know, we've been like on these different wavelengths that meet every once in a while, and we get like. You know, we get really fired up and feel the purpose and passion together, and then it goes away because it hasn't been fully aligned yet. And I really believe that our time in China, as interesting and different out of an experience as it was, it brought us onto the same mission. Not exactly the same, like we're doing this as one unit, but like your voice, my voice, everything is in, is in synchronicity now. And I really believe that, and I personally feel coming back from China on a personal level that, yeah, I was building this brand like, yeah, I want to be ethical and sustainable and take care of the planet and blah blah, like all all the good stuff that a, a, a brand should do that has a heart. But it, it was to provide for my family and to like have a beautiful life. That was like the, the main priority was to like you know take care of my family first, which that still is. But now there's so much more in the space. There's so much more at stake and. Everything's becoming so much bigger than just creating a beautiful brand that provides a beautiful lifestyle. It goes beyond that on so many levels. And what actually came up for me,、um, I was writing like the. You asked me why do I want this and where do we want to go with the brand, and the big thing that broke th- through for me was. With all this climate crisis and all of the stuff going wrong in the planet, there's so much fear that can be put in that space as well, right? That you should recycle because the planet's on fire. You should do this because of this, and like that's a very, like how is that any different than the news putting fear in your space or the politicians putting fear in your space? It's still fear mongering, and what it's still doing is it's still playing off the emotion of fear. And so actually, what the biggest thing that shifted for me was that. The primary focus, right now, is to shift the driving force on the planet from fear to love, and that's it. If we can shift our energy with everything we do from fear to love, the whole world will radically change. The planet will heal. If we can step into, if we can step into solutions with love rather than from fear. If we can step into. Um, discussions with love. We can step into relationships with love. We can step into business with love. All of this, that expansion of love, will actually heal the planet. You're so beautiful.、Hmm. I love it. I love it so much because today I was thinking like, I needed to, to. I'm going to have like a a session on our website, and I wanted to share spiritualities. 
And I really, really mean what I said as well. I really feel like we cannot love the planet until we love ourselves. So by us sharing our own journeys and also bring people on who has done this work that is highly enlightened, that I feel like it will help people to start to learn about loving themselves. And when they love in themselves, they that's how they're gonna have love because everything is a reflection of ourself. You know, I I really couldn't have a love for the planet when I was like addicting to alcohols and smoking everything, really. And it's not because I have the love for myself. I have the love and compassion for the things and people around me.、Mm. So it's just a reflection. And that self love come first. And what is self love? We're gonna touch point on this little bit. I was talking to my mom yesterday. I said to her how I feel about this planet and everything, and she shared with me that she has been feel really terrible about the amount of plastic bottles she actually use. She buy big bottle of still waters from the supermarket because she doesn't like drinking tap water and she likes drinking still water. And she says she feels really terrible about it. But then she also says she doesn't have much choice because a lot of the stuff in the supermarket are actually plastic bottle. And tap water, <coughs> and the alternative of tap water is, it's unhealthy. And then, it's really interesting to hear she saying that how she feel about this plastic bottle because I tell you what, few months ago she didn't really care that much. Ah,、uh, if I told her, I said, "Mom, look at how many plastic bottles you were using," she would tell me off. And now the reason she's talking about this is because she has so much more self love for herself, and then she started taking care of the planet more. So you're absolutely right. By us criticizing about how things are, it just it just create more separations. And what we wanted to do is actually helping people to loving themselves, and then loving the planet as a result of it. And that come from different. Space and we have to just go with it. We don't know. We don't have a concrete answer, or even a business plan to say a、um, eight weeks program to take you from where you are to where you have where you're going. I tell you where you're going. Where you are right now is perfect and complete, and universe always surprise you. It really depends on your attitude and your perspective. Because we could have said, "Oh my God, look how fucked up China is, and how much damage is putting on us." Blah 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 blah, or we can see this as a gift that we know that it was perfect for us in space and time to be there. That's it. Feel complete.